The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? How am I now? Well, I gotta tell you, I am uh, fed up. I'm fed up with watching these Montreal Canadiens uh, on a night-to-night basis. Um, I honestly, I mean, this game ended uh, at a reasonable hour again, like it did yesterday. Uh, but I'm still, I didn't even start recording this thing until uh, just after 11 p.m. Eastern time. Why? Because I just needed to, you know, put it aside for a little bit and and not think about the Montreal Canadiens for a few hours because uh, it's it's starting to feel it's really feeling like a chore to to watch this team um, on a night to night basis. Um, your Montreal Canadiens lose again this time by a score of four to two to the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim. Uh, hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast for this season, presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. My name is Matt Drake, and uh, like I said, I am fed up. I'm fed up, and uh, you know I, I don't really see uh, an end to this, so uh, we're going to go a, a slightly different direction today and talk about some different things. First, you know, let's, let's, let's do a quick recap. Why not? I, I usually try to save people from it, but this wasn't. This was far from the worst game they've played, right? Uh, which which isn't saying much. But, anyways, we get into the game. Uh, it starts out. It's it's honestly pretty uneventful. However, Brett Kulak takes a penalty. Adam Henrique down in front gets an easy goal, makes it one nothing for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Mike Hoffman gets one back though. Mike Hoffman gets one back on the power play, no less, with an absolute rocket. Uh, from the top of the face-off circle, Mike Hoffman, by the way, he's pretty good. Uh, we, uh, we like him. We, we want to keep him. Um, but there, there's some other things that need to change with this team. Anyways, Cédric Paquette, later on in the first period, uh, throws an absolutely disgusting hit on Trevor Zegras. Uh, right in the numbers, Zegras left the game. He did return, luckily, so he was okay. Uh, but an absolutely disgusting hit. And again, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that afterwards. Uh, but Vinny Letary uh, scores to make it 2-1 to one on the ensuing five-minute power play that the Ducks were awarded as a result of that disgusting hit. And, uh, yeah, now the, the Ducks have a lead. And as we know, this, this, uh, this Habs team has a very difficult time coming back in any game. doesn't matter if they're down one or they're down seven. Uh, they don't show a whole lot of fight. But they do in this game in the second period. Uh, officiating is pretty much a joke. They're they're giving penalties left, right, and center to the uh, to the Montreal Canadiens, uh, just keeping the the Ducks on the power play as much as they possibly can. It seems, but uh, the Habs they show some fight a little bit. You know, they fight off those penalties at the very least, uh, keep the game two to one, and they get back into it. Jake Evans jumps on a puck in the crease, two to two, 
and we have life. The Montreal Canadiens, for once, went down in a game and didn't wilt. Or did they? Because they did in the third period. Habs get a power play pretty early in the third period. It's futile. Um, absolutely nothing going there. And, of course, not too long after that, Troy Terry uh, gets a breakaway for the Ducks, and he scores 3-2. to two. And uh, pretty much nothing for the rest of that period. The Habs can barely get a shot on goal. And uh, they give up an empty netter and 4-2 to two being the final score. So what happened? What happened? Uh, pretty much the same thing I was talking about last episode, right? When they get down in a game, like they, they just, they're just incapable of generating any momentum, right? Even in this game, they, they did sort of generate some momentum. They got the tying goal with Jake Evans in the second period, and they couldn't capitalize off that. Like they couldn't build from it whatsoever. All it was was, all right, well, you tied the game. It's like, but it felt, e- even after that goal went in, the, there was no push from them. They didn't, there's no momentum swing. And it, I've never, again, say the same thing I said last episode. I've never seen a team that's just that useless in terms of generating momentum, in terms of showing fight, in terms of, you know, having any kind of perseverance when they get down in games like they were down in this game they actually did manage to crawl out of the small hole that they dug and then in the third period they come out and just lay an egg like honestly they 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 were barely getting any shots i i I honestly think they were getting outshot probably pretty close to two to one in the third period i'm gonna check that because i'm not positive about it and i was i was wrong actually they got outshot nine to six in the uh in the third period so it wasn't as bad as i thought um but you'd think that after tying the game up in the second that they they'd show some kind of a push the period they got outshot two to one by the way was the first actually they got outshot ten to five in the first and let's just say for the record the canadians had a total of 18 shots on goal in that game so yet again um it was pointed out by, uh, I think, Stu Cowan from the Montreal Gazette uh, tweeted it out earlier today that they're like 30th or 31st in the league in shots per game, um, which is uh, very evident. Like, if you watch this team regularly, you can see it. You don't even need somebody from a newspaper to tweet it out and tell you that this team doesn't shoot a lot. They shot 18 times in a 60-minute game. I mean, it's just brutal. You gotta get you gotta get pucks on net to score, and they can't do it. They can't. And again, I I don't want to get into another rant about firing people. Not yet, right? Again, like I said last episode, I'll probably have one of those in me uh, sooner than later. But for now, let's 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 take a bit of a different approach, right? Let's look at what are some mistakes that they made in the off season. And there's one mistake that I want to talk about in particular, and that's signing Cedric Paquette. He has been horrible in every game that he's suited up for the Montreal Canadiens. Has not had one game that I could look at and say, ah, he looked good. He's looked terrible in every single game, including the preseason, that he has put on the Montreal Canadiens uniform. Looked horrible. And then he throws a disgusting hit on Trevor Zegers. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, he turned, he turned. He really didn't turn. His numbers were facing towards pocket as he approached for that hit, and he didn't let up whatsoever. He went straight into the numbers. It's a charge, and it's a hit from behind. So kind of take your pick. 
charge well, a little bit late in the charge to be honest he wasn't really churning his legs running into that hit but it's definitely a hit from behind it's definitely boarding and i think you got a bit of a case there for a charge as well so the point being that's a dirty hit so the most notable thing that cedric paquette has done in a montreal canadian's uniform has been a dirty hit for which you know he might end up with supplemental discipline as well and he certainly ended up with five minutes on the board which cost the montreal canadians in this game Right Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's the reason they lost because, let's face it, they didn't play well enough to earn the win in that game regardless of whether or not that penalty had happened in the first place. But what I am saying is that he cost the team in that game with that penalty and that it was a gross hit. And, again, it's the most notable thing that he's done in a Habs uniform. So this is, this is what you get, folks. Remember last year? Everybody... Uh, well, not everybody, a lot of people got up in arms that there weren't uh, any Quebecois players in the lineup for like one game. And in the offseason, what do we do? Well, we go and sign some of them. They clearly made a point of it. They signed Mathieu Perrault. That one's worked out for the most part up until now. They go and sign Cédric Paquette. I mean, I, I, I get it. You want to have local homegrown talent on, on the team, but... <laughs> At, at what cost? At what cost if you're going to put a guy like that in the lineup? He looks like crap every single goddamn game that he plays. And then he's throwing dirty hits. Most notable thing he's done. I mean, that's what you get, folks. If you reach for Quebecois talent, that's what you get. If you're going to go after Quebecois talent, like at least, you know, have a strategy about it. Go after players that can actually help you, not this. Ugh. So there's a mistake. It was a mistake signing him. It's a mistake putting him in the lineup, but I guess they didn't really have a choice. You know, people get hurt. But maybe the, the best thing for this team right now, honestly, is for them to continue sucking. Maybe that's the best thing. Maybe they need to tank. Maybe they need to go all in, tank, and try to get the best possible odds at Shane Wright. I've brought this up a couple times in previous episodes. We're only 10 games into the goddamn season. And I'm starting to think more and more that that's what they have to do. You know, sell off some assets that you don't necessarily need in order to compete long term and try to stack some draft picks. The next draft in 2022 is, in fact, going to be in Montreal. So, you know, if you have a lot of picks, you know, that might help. It's it's a pretty strong draft on paper. A lot of people believe that it's going to be one of the better ones that we've seen in recent years. Um, and, you know, at the top, you got Shane Wright, who a lot of people still believe. There's some murmurs that maybe he's he's had a tough start to his season in the OHL, but he's a lot of people still believe that he's going to be a potential franchise transformative type player. And I think the Habs could certainly use one of those. And obviously, you know, finishing last, you know, doesn't guarantee you the first overall pick and let's face it finishing last might be a tough thing to do with the Arizona Coyotes looking as bad as they are but at least you could stack some picks and at the same time improve your overall odds of getting that top pick I don't know it, it might be what's best for this team right now and in fact after 10 games I'm, I'm inclined to say that it probably is I hate to say it but you know they got to look at that as a legitimate option um, I still question whether uh, Marc Bergevin is the right person to do that. But you know what? Like I said, we're not getting into a rant today about firing people. Uh, we're going to save that for another day. 
Um, so I'm going to end it off there. Uh, we're running today, what, uh, right around 12 minutes. So, uh, grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we are on Spotify, uh, Megaphone, Apple, Google Play. I'm on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, everybody, for listening, especially if you're listening after having watched that horrible game. I really appreciate your effort. Um, as always, have a great day or evening whenever you're listening to this. And, as always, à la prochaine. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.